Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Evangelism is a fundamental part of who we are. The first step to inviting others to know Jesus better is to seek to set an example to all we meet through our own words, actions, and interactions. In this week's Message of the Week, we recognize all the saints that have gone before us. What does their example of a life of witness show us today? Pastor Bryce Blank shares from 1 Peter and challenges us to live a life of witness. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Let's pray. Wonderful God, we thank you for this opportunity to be in worship and to praise you. And we ask that you help us to remove any distractions that we might have, that we might have any barriers broken down between us and you, that whatever it is that we need to hear, we might be willing to hear that. And however it is you are calling us to act, to respond, to be your disciples in the world, that we might have the courage to do so. In this we pray. Amen. So we are continuing in our series today, disciple, or sorry, Membership to Discipleship. And we are looking at the vows that uh, Methodists take when they join the church in official membership. And whether we are members or thinking about being members or not, they are vows that we all can learn from as we learn to offer of ourselves to our community in the name of Christ. And so today we're going to look at witness and what it means to offer ourselves in witness. To do that, we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 16. And so as I read this, I invite you to follow along with me on the screen. Finally, all of you be of one mind, sympathetic, lovers of your fellow believers, compassionate and modest in your opinion of yourselves. Don't pay back evil for evil or insult for insult. Instead, give blessing in return. You were called to do this so that you might inherit a blessing. For those who want to love life and see good days should keep their tongue from evil speaking and their lips from speaking lies. They should shun evil and do good, seek peace and chase after it. The Lord's eyes are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord cannot tolerate those who do evil. Who will harm you if you are zealous for good? But happy are you, even if you suffer because of righteousness. Don't be terrified or upset by them. Instead, regard Christ the Lord as holy in your hearts. Whenever anyone asks you to speak of your hope, be ready to defend it. Yet do this respectfully, with humility, maintaining a good conscience, Act in this way so that those who malign your good lifestyle in Christ might be ashamed when they slander you. This is the word of God spoken to us today. So I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota, attending South Canyon Lutheran Church. I know, I was raised a Lutheran. So was Pastor Jen. You can blame her. <laughs> and <laughs> in the part of this community, it was an awesome place to grow up. And however... My family would sit in the, one of the first few pews every Sunday. So me, my brothers, and my grandparents, every Sunday without fail. 
The problem with that, and the reason why I hated it, was because we were always late for service. So no matter if it was the first song or partway through the sermon, we would show up and my mom would march us right down center aisle in front of everybody to sit in our spots in the first couple pews. Super embarrassing as a kid. But despite the internal embarrassment that I always felt, I also always felt this loving sense of community and welcome from those in the church around me. And it wasn't until I grew older that I realized beyond praising in service, there was so much more going on with this church community, so much to offer in so many ways that they were showing me how to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and how they were living into that. It was a lot of small things that I remember when I look back as a kid. For instance, the fact that as a kid, you don't really get welcomed or uh, greeted the same way that your parents do. But at church, I was always welcomed and greeted. And, and people who I didn't even know would ask about how school was going, how life was going. And they would ask about how the cup of donut holes that I had in my hand, which, by the way, ironically, Lucas pointed out, we have donut holes today. So it kind of works out. Didn't plan it. Uh but the couple of donut holes that I use as my breakfast, they asked, how's that going? You know, they weren't going to judge that I had taken like six of them or half the plate, but they were welcoming all the same. And as a kid and later on in youth group, I started to, to see all the different programs and activities that my church had to offer that I got to participate in. So things like camps or vacation Bible school or crafts and games, mission projects, mission trips, discussions of and around faith. As a kid, I even got to be a part of our youth praise band, which was really cool because I could say I was in a band. However, even with all that my church had to offer, even with all that I got to participate in, I really didn't come to know Jesus or what it meant or looked like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ by the programs that I had participated in. And I'll touch on that a bit later. But for us today, I think now more than ever, we deal with two really hard issues of faith. The first is telling others about Jesus. And the second is knowing what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ in our world. So I mean that for us as Christians, it's hard for us to just tell others about Jesus. And we also have a hard time figuring out how to act, how, where Jesus is calling us in the world. Making things even more challenging, I think, is that it's hard for us to share with others about our faith because we don't want to offend somebody or we don't want to make them uncomfortable. Similar to politics or money, faith is one of those things that we just don't really talk about because we don't want to make somebody uncomfortable. So there's already that barrier for us to tell others about Jesus. Now, the Apostle Peter from our, our text today, lived in the earliest stages of Christianity. The, uh, the letter of 1 Peter is one of the oldest or the earliest written letters we have in the New Testament. And he is writing to the, uh, these other disciples of Jesus about the same two issues that we are, I think, identifying today. How to act as Christians, knowing how to do that, and how to tell others about our faith. But thankfully, Peter is one of those guys who's really good at encouragement and support. And so he lifts up and encourages the living or what it looks like to live a Christian life. He addresses the issues in a way that I think are relevant for us today. First, on the issue of how to act, he instructs us to take on 
one attitude or the same attitude as Christians. That attitude is one of loving each other, being compassionate, not thinking too highly of ourselves because we need humility. Peter also says, don't pay back evil with evil or insult with insult. Instead, give blessings in return. I think it's really hard to not try or want to tear someone down or, or get some sort of revenge when they have wronged us. But instead of that, we are to offer blessing. We are to speak goodness into those hard situations. Peter goes on to say that as Christians, we need to watch how we speak to each other, treating each other with respect, which I know feels like something we hear all the time, but it's a good reminder We're also always encouraged to seek peace and to do good, which includes turning away and working against evils and injustices we see in our world. Another part of our membership vows, by the way. Secondly, on the issue of how to tell others about Jesus, Peter says, whenever anyone asks you to speak of your hope, be ready to defend it. Yet do this with respectful humility, maintaining a good conscience. So if someone asks us what we believe or questions our faith, we should be ready with an answer and able to deliver that answer effectively. Also acknowledging that we don't have all the answers or that being a Christian doesn't make us perfect. The problem is, though, as I mentioned earlier, it's not that the the problem or the response of telling someone when we're questioned about our faith. The issue is that we don't talk about our faith at least outside of a church context. We don't talk about it at all very often. And so that's what brings me to today. Because this is All Saints Day. As Pastor Jen mentioned in the children's message, it's a time in our church where we recognize all those who have come before us, and especially lifting those in our life who may have died over the last year. And it's an especially important time of remembrance because of the important truth about the two issues we are dealing with, how to share in our faith and how to act as disciples, that they tell us. The truth lies in that the best answer to both of those struggles is to look to the example of those who have gone before us. They might not be perfect examples because nobody's perfect, right? But they show us and they remind us how to act as Christians. Remembering those we have lost reminds us of the best ways to share about our faith with others. That is, to lead by example. Our loved ones, in the ways they lived their lives and in the promises of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that they rest on, they show us ways to live our lives too. So thinking back again to my home church as a kid, It wasn't those activities, it wasn't the programs that I participated in that taught me how to be a Christian. It wasn't the donut holes. (laughs) It was the people I interacted with that really taught me what it meant and looks like to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I learned, for example, that giving of ourselves is important. I learned that, by the way, that my parents came straight from a long day of work giving up their time without even getting a chance to eat and were adult uh, leaders in our youth group. They gave it what they had and were able to, to help out. I learned 
of how to serve others and how to think of others. As I, as I remember back to my grandparents who saved even the littlest of things that they needed to donate to either the children's program when they were having an ask or there was a community program that we were promoting as a church. I learned what it looks like to serve and to meet the needs around me. As our whole entire church spent hours in our basement packing meals for Meals Against Hunger, which is a program that offers uh, food for undernourished communities. I learned how to follow Christ by the examples of those in the church around me. Many who have at this point joined Jesus by their words, by their actions, and the shared life together in that church community, I learned how to have faith and how to know Jesus. Because where there is a praising community, there is a loving community. One that oftentimes has enough love to share to others. So as we look to offer ourselves and our lives as witnesses of Jesus Christ in our world, may we look to the examples of those who have gone before us and the ways that they have showed and shared the love of Christ. Let us pray. Constant, holy, and loving God, we thank you for the blessing of those you've put into our lives. And especially as we figure out, as we discern, as we struggle with how to share about your son Jesus to our world, and as we struggle with and figure out and discern how to be your disciple in the world, may we be reminded that we can look to those who have come before us as great examples of how to be a Christian. That in doing so, we keep their light and your light in Jesus alive in our world today. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.